Time to check in with our man in Melbourne, Drew Jones, Fox Sports. He's a busy man. He's a jack of all trades, master of all. He's talking trades, and we might be touching a little bit on the Caulfield Cup because it's a big media day, Caulfield Cup. And, well, Jack Revolt and Tom Tom Lynch Lynch. have shares in Solcombe, who is currently the Ladbrokes' favourite for the Caulfield Cup. Let's go to Drew Jones. Jonesy, good morning. Hello, boys. How are you going? Yeah, good. Well, let's touch on the, the Caulfield Cup first and all. What what happens at a Caulfield Cup media day? The race is still Saturday week away. Yes. So, ideally, coffee machines cranking, nice snacks, um, some croissants, a <laughs> um, couple of custard danishes. Oh. Cameraman Tony Eskett to just hoe into. Um, and I, I defer normally to the racing experts. Quinny's my man. I usually reach out to him for some advice ahead of these sort of days um, to get the lowdown. The Michael D's chatting to us today, Caulfield Cup winning jockey from last year. Uh, but the Guineas this weekend, and like it's really starting to ramp up spring racing in Melbourne. It's raining today, but the sun will be out soon and we'll be um, absolutely in our element. Have you been caught up in Amelia's jewel fever? I think everyone is at this point. I think Ben Dixon said to me yesterday, just put some money down on her for the Cox Plate because you're not going to ever get a better price than what it is right now. But uh, have we got some early mail from Gostradamus on the Caulfield Cup? The Caulfield Cup, I like it. Solcombe came rattling home on the weekend, isn't it? Was it Saturday came rattling home? Yeah, it did. It it did. I mean, Gold Trip, I'm surprised, is going around again. It was enormous. $7 $7 being set for another Melbourne Cup From tilt. last to finish. Yeah, it was incredible. And it won flash. so easy. There is one down. There is, if it starts, there's one down the Spanish Mission, $31. If it gets a start, have something very small each way. Spanish Mission. You're a about value, aren't you? I do love a good long shot. Hey, uh, Jonesy, crazy day yesterday in trade. It got rolling early uh, and there was plenty going on. And Sydney with a big player. Yeah, so they, they know what they want. The Swans, and they went out and got it. So they replaced Tom Mickey with Brody Grundy, a couple of Australians and a couple of Copeland trophies. Um, and they're paying about two-thirds of his wage, it looks like, for the next four years. So um, the big watch on Brody Grundy is how he's going to go with that lingering neck issue. So someone mentioned to me a few days ago, that's been a little bit of a, an issue for him over the last couple of years. Um, if he can get that right get fully fit and get back to the way that he was playing his All-Australian years, really covering the ground, getting to heaps of contests, and he's going to be massive for the Swans, who are um, looking to fill out a couple of veterans. They get Taylor Adams to play as an inside midfielder after he was playing as a half-forward for the Pies this season. So they get some veteran leadership. They reignite that partnership between Grundy and Adams, um, and they didn't have to spend too much in terms of draft capital to get them to the club. So you'd think... The Swans are gearing themselves for a big 2024, and especially with Calvin Mills out injured. We don't know when he's going to be back. I think Adams plays a big role for him next year. They did well there, Jonesy, because I think the Pies and the Ds both had their eyes on pick 25, but that was quickly uh, traded and uh, left them with 33. And what was it for um, for Grundy? It was 46 or something like that. So it was like, we'll take what we can get at the moment with 33. So as you said, they didn't give... A heap away. I would have thought 33 for Taylor Adams, your vice-captain, 30-year-old, yes, I know, but would have played in the grand final, as Graham Wright said, was completely unders. But they've done superbly well, Sydney. Yeah, I, I wondered when that trade went through, have they got rid of pick 25 just so they don't have to give it up mm. for one of those two players? 
for the future second, you, you know, I think probably ends up about, you know, somewhere from 25 to 30, depending on how well they go next year. So that looks like a pretty good deal for Grundy, 46 this year. The Demons might not even use that. But the fact is, you know, the D's get 650 grand off their salary cap. Um, and again, Adams was due a fairly large um, salary this yep. coming season due to a back-ended deal. So, you know, moving money around, sometimes it's more about, you know, the Pies can clear out some space so they can get set for a big free agent maybe next year or a big move ahead. Um, and when it comes down to it, having that space can be quite valuable, can't it? Um, a little West Australian that I'm, I'm a fan of, but he's found himself in and out of the Carlton side this year and um, then came back as a, uh, a running half-backer, which he's always he was drafted as a forward in, Zach Fisher. He's been traded to, to North Melbourne. I'm actually, uh, I know that he's got a lot of knockers, but I actually don't mind this bloke, Jonesy. I think you just need to understand what Zach Fisher's limitations are and play to his strengths. I think Carlton spent too much time focusing on what Zach Fisher couldn't do and not enough time mm. focusing on what he could bring to the side. So um, they opted for the, the high-intensity, perhaps less skillful small forwards, um, and that left Fisher in the twos, and they tried him a half-back, and you know, that utilises his skills off half-back, but he's not a great defender. So perhaps... North Melbourne just return him to a more natural spot for him, you know, high half, high half forward or, or a wing potentially. Um, I, I thought that Fisher could have been a good fit at West Coast, um, but obviously North Melbourne were keen and, and they got the, the job done there. Embarrassing what North Melbourne offered West Coast <laughs> yesterday, fair to say. Laughable. Uh, 14, 18, 21 and end of first year. Uh, uh, Sam McClure continues to beat the drum that West Coast will not pick him because he is a flight risk. Harley Reid. Strange comments. What are your thoughts? I just think Harley Reid isn't going to turn up to Western Australia on a three-year contract. He gets to surf, live on the beach, beautiful sunshine for 350 days of the year. He will fall in love with Perth. No worries there. West Coast, biggest club in the land, are, are going to make his transition into professional sporting life, an absolute breeze, and he'll potentially finish top five in the best and fairest next year. And he spoke about taking a club from the bottom to the top as something that he wanted to do, and I'm sure he'll say it again today. He's an absolute star, um, and I think potentially he ends up being a West Coast legend if they pick him. I just think if West Coast don't take Harley Reid, they could spend the next 15 years looking at a future Hall of Famer carving out a, a tremendous career in the AFL. And sometimes that can, that can really affect your club. The one that you pass on can end up really ruining you, haunting you. Like Richmond copped it with Franklin and, and Ruffhead for years. It can damage a club. So I could see West Coast biting the bullet, backing themselves and taking Harley. Mm, Fremantle had trouble with the Andrew McLeod hangover as well. I will say... They're the first two you think about, isn't it? They're the first two you think about. Richmond with Tambling and Buddy... And uh, Freo with McLeod because Jared didn't like his earring. Can I? So why? I I, I don't want to harp on another media guy, you know, beating a drum about the same. But why is he so adamant, Sam McClure, that he, he he's he he just he's, he's not even there's not even a a second thought in what he's saying. It's, it's almost like he is so connected to this story that he's doubling down. So is he saying? Hang on, is he saying that we're gonna that West Coast will keep pick one? but not take Harley Reid with it? 
Well, they don't want Harley Reid. Well, that's just ludicrous. And if the, you don't and, want Harley Reid, then you because he doesn't want one. to go there. He does not want to go there. Jonesy, what's going on over there? Come on, mate. Come on. Have a chat with well, Sam. I can't, speak, I can't speak to Sam, but um, he tends to take a position, <laughs> and whether it's based on fact or opinion, and then he just sticks with it. So he, oh. he's probably gone with the story that Dustin Martin was leaving Richmond two or three times. It's never happened. Martin's probably going to retire as a Tigers player. So whether it's something that he's heard behind the scenes or whether that's just his opinion, I don't know. But mm. if you remember, when he initially spoke about Reid and said that he was a flight risk, he'd never actually met or spoken to Reid in his life. Mm. So, okay. come on, Sammy. All right, anyway, well, it's all going to play out shortly. That's Sam's position. Yeah, so. yeah, 100%. And, and he's entitled to do that. He might be proven right. We'll find out. We're going to find out too from Harley Reid whether he's had any conversations with the West Coast Eagles, in particular Coach Adam Simpson, and or Noah Long, who Noah Long is a huge fan of his. They played a bit of footy together, and uh, so we're going to look forward to seeing how that, how that plays out. Uh, just quickly then, uh, Lockie Schultz, Fremantle have got to find a way of getting something for him uh, because as of next year, they won't get anything for him because he's got one year to run of a contract and he can walk. Uh, what's your vibe here? They, they, they're desperate trying to get into the first round action and that's what they're hoping for to get out of Collingwood. Yeah, so the Pies, all they can offer is their first round pick, which is about 18. So that's on the table for Schultz and then probably something to sweeten it, you know, a future second round or, or something like that. And then whether the Dockers can package up a couple of things and, and move up a few rungs if they're keen to, to get up a bit higher. But at this point, all Collingwood have really got is their first rounder and then future picks. So that's probably going to have to do. And like you said, because of that delisted free agent history that Schultz has got when he became a rookie or was put back on the rookie list, it means they haven't got a lot of wiggle room. The Dockers would either trade him now or lose him for nothing at the end of this next season. Oh, I say take him. Pies, Lockie Schultz to Collingwood, pick 19, flick it on over, happy days. Hey, um, don't you, I don't think I've... And every year, I think we're saying this, it's just more action, more action. Every trade period is, is becoming so open. It's becoming a lot more transparent. People are happy to leave and, and pick their clubs. Have you got a prediction, question without notice here? Is there a big one still floating around somewhere that you think, I'm waiting for this, but I'm not just going to go with it just yet? Is there a big prediction or a big move happening anywhere from any club? Yeah, so Melbourne's the interesting one for me. So if if they trade Harrison Petty to the Crows, which is potentially in play. Um, Petty's always spoken about, I think, privately about getting back to South Australia. They might sort of push ahead with that now because they've been loading themselves up with draft picks. You know, they've got Fremantle's pick, which they got for Jackson. They've got their own. So there's they're building up something to do something. Mm. So Demons are the one to watch, I reckon. Yeah, they've got 6, Righto. 11 in the first round. So that's a, that's pretty handy as well. Uh, Harrison Petty's damaged goods, though. He's he's not fit. He's not fit, mate. He's got bad back or something. He's got a shocking you back. You get that right. Oh, I don't know. Backs are back. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Off to the uh, Caulfield you go. Yeah. Uh, I can uh, see Essie's going to put the camera on the tripod, set it, <laughs> and forget it. And off to the little buffet he goes. Good luck controlling him today, mate. On your boys. Good to chat. Drew Jones, Fox Sports, uh, always available for his time. Scotty and Goss, and coming up after 7 o'clock, Harley Reid.